Hello and welcome to Relationship Rescue, the podcast. Every relationship begins with you. I'm super happy you're here. Today begins a new week. Yes, it's a new week here. Uh, Let's see, today is February. What is today, guys? I think it's the 5th. Um, It is the 5th, February 5th, 2024. Um, And in six days, I turn 54. What? Yes. And one of the greatest things that I did for myself was I healed my codependency. And that is what we're going to work on today a little bit here. Okay. So, you know, we've talked about narcissists the last couple of um, podcasts. I'm going to go back to them again here in a little bit. But, you know, I want to focus on codependency, right? And, you know, really what codependency is, is prioritizing other people over ourselves. Right. So, um, and it's hard to just simply decide, okay, I'm no longer prioritizing the narcissist, the taker, the um, the unhealthy person, whoever they are, whatever they are. Um, I'm no longer going to prioritize them over, the, over me. Most especially if you were in a codependent relationship with your parents, right? Whether you were enmeshed, whether you were enabling, you know, or taking care of your father, your mother, who, your siblings, whoever it was. This is where you learn codependency. See, codependency doesn't just happen. It starts in childhood. You are taught how to be codependent. Let that sink in. Why? We are looking for love, acceptance, safety, security, affection, allowance, connection. And so when we're not receiving those things from our parents, and we notice that they um, kind of are missing a screw or two. <laughs> of course, we don't think of it as a screw or two, but we know something ain't right here, right? This is messed up. We just know we're kids and we want all of those things. We want the connection, the love, the affection, the safety, the security, the all of those things, the hugs, you know, and we're not getting it. So we're going to do whatever we can to. Right, and the money of the times we end up take care, taking care of our parents, enabling our parents. We're parentified, we're a mesh, we're all of these things. Or our parents are off crazy in their crazy heads. Sorry, I shouldn't say crazy, but you know what? They're off in their codependent brains or narcissistic brains, and they can't take care of any of the kids. So um, we're taking care of our younger siblings. Think about it. Um, like if you are, you know, the oldest of three, even the oldest of two, or if you're the old, gosh four more kids and you're the oldest or the second, first or second oldest and you have to take care of the younger ones, yeah, you're really being taught how to enable rescue. Yes. Okay. So what I want to do today is, you know what, we want to, I wanted you to learn how to stop enabling, right? And, And instead of being this giver, which you're always enabling the taker, which is that codependent dynamic, right? Which is we're excusing the bad behavior, we're minimizing our needs, right? And we're allowing the taker to cross our boundaries. And, but this is not being a caring caregiver. This is being an enabler, okay? And um, it's crucial for you to recognize that, what I just said before beginning to prioritize yourself because you need to be able to distinguish the difference between caring for yourselves and self-care and enabling our own negative behavior. We see you're enabling your negative behavior. 
right? So, you know, how much time do you have to, for the things you enjoy? How much time do you just relax alone? Do nothing at all. Do you feel rushed, stressed out all the time? Let me tell you something about me. I felt rushed and stressed out all the time. And here's the thing. When I was healing myself and in and, and healing in a codependent relationship, I realized that even when I was alone, I got so used to feeling stressed and rushed all the time that I was consistently making sure I still felt stressed and rushed. And it's one of the hardest things that I, it, it, that I had to stop was just allowing myself to breathe and be in life, right? And one of the ways to do that is obviously to take time for yourself. And you need to first, guess what? Give yourself permission that you can care for yourself and stop worrying about others. It's going to be new for you, right? So you know what? Decide how you're going to give yourself permission. I don't know what it's going to be, but maybe write it down. Maybe, uh, you know, put it, uh, put it in your phone. Uh, positive affirmations. I deserve time for myself. I am taking time for myself. I love taking time for myself. I am worthy of taking time for myself. I deserve all the best things in life. And that means I must take time for myself, right? Affirmations. I love them. I love them. I love them. By the way, go find my affirmation and gratitude podcast. Amazing. Go listen. You know what? They're five minutes to 10 minute snippets. Affirmations changed my life. Affirmations with all the other work I did changed my life. So, you know, recognize that it's not your responsibility to fix other people's problems. It is not your responsibility to fix other people's problems. You don't have to lend money. Guess what? No matter how poor you get by lending takers money, they're not going to become more successful or prosperous. They're only going to still be poor and they're going to bring you to the poor house with them. Let me say that again. No matter how much money you lend the taker, by the way, let's say not lend, give, no matter how much money you give the taker, you're not helping them be prosperous. They will never be prosperous. You're just ending up in the poor house with them. No is a word. No is a very wonderful word. I love saying no. I love saying no without explaining why. No. Nope. No. No, 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 you can't have my money, you can't have my money, you can't steal my time, you can't steal my happiness, my happiness, my happiness, oh my gosh, that feels so good, to be happy, to say no, to take care of myself, yes, I want you to say yes to you, and that's what this is about, saying yes to you. So let's look at what self-care is and what self-care is not. Self-care is eating good, nutritious foods, maintaining a healthy diet. That is self-care, right? Then sometimes, you know what? And then sometimes, yeah, go ahead, eat what you want. I'm the 80-20 girl. 80% of the time I eat healthy, 20% of the time I don't. And I love it. I do not put any massive restrictions on myself. What self-care isn't? It is not binge eating or eating nothing at all. I used to be a binge eater. Oh my gosh, horrible. And then I started this whole thing where Saturdays was my cheat day. And I know that works for a lot of people, but binge eaters, holy shit. So every Saturday came, I was literally up, um, you know, 6 a.m. baking a cake, making brownies at the store, buying the ice cream, all this shit. Ate so much on Saturday of sugar 
I was sick. You can't even imagine how sick I was. <laughs> and then Sunday, I had so much sugar. I was coming down from this high. I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I need it. I need it. It just, that's not self-care, right? No, eating healthy most of the time, that's self-care. Regularly exercising in ways that are enjoyable to you, okay? Now, that is self-care. I love running. I love yoga. I love, I do love lifting weights. I'm lucky. I've been an athlete my whole life. I love these things. I love hiking. Oh my gosh. Find something you love to do that is, you know, dancing, uh, spinning. I don't know. Um, fishing, but no, not fishing. Forget that. Just ax fishing. Fishing is an exercise. Although fishing, you could do fishing. That's fine. Because the one thing you don't want to do is numb the feeling through the use of substances. You forget the alcohol, forget the drugs. Okay, we're done with that. Getting enough sleep. Oh my gosh. Sleep is my priority. Sleep is, I've always had an easy time sleeping. Menopause hit, it wasn't so easy. But getting enough sleep keeps your brain ready. It's, you're not in a, in a state where you're more easily triggered. Because when you're tired, you are more easily triggered, right? So when you're, um, what self-care isn't, it's not watching excessive amounts of TV or scrolling through social media and losing sleep, right? Shut that phone down at least one hour before you go to bed. One hour minimum. Shut that phone down. Watching Netflix and binging um, a season once in a while, great. No problem, right? But every day excessively watching TV, that will just steal your dreams. Netflix will steal your dreams. I love Netflix. I love Amazon Prime. I love Hulu. I love Max. Um, what else? Paramount Plus. I love all of those things. But I don't sit there for five hours a day right? You've got to be able to put, you know, um, take care of yourself while, while not allowing yourself to overdo anything that is going to numb your brain, right? So, um, you know, follow up on, you know, any plans that you, treatment plans for mental and physical illnesses, right? You know, stop getting any instant gratification from negative, um, effects of activities of going to the bar, you know, binge drinking, whatever that is. No, and I'm not saying don't go out and have fun. Hey, I love margaritas. I'm a margarita girl. I'm all for that once in a while, right? I am. But until you're in a mindset that you feel strong and securing yourself, not codependent, you've got to, you know, keep up with your mental health. You've got to do the affirmations. Whatever it is, if you're working with a therapist or a coach, you need to do what they're telling you. Or how about this? When they're, whatever they're asking you to do, they're not asking you to do it for themselves. When I ask my clients to do things, it's not because it makes me feel better. No, 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 no. What makes, makes me feel better, actually, it's kind of, you know, I love when they find healing. I love when they all of a sudden go, whoop, whoop click, 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 click. Oh my God, that makes me so happy. Yes, right? So follow up. Do the things you're supposed to do for your mental health. You know, take time to yourself to engage in activities that you love. You know, stop spending every free moment with other people and doing what they want to do. Stop. You're not living for other people. You're living for yourself. You're not even living just for your children. Believe it or not. Believe me, at 54 here in six days, I love my kids. More than anything in this world. More than anything. I love my three children. Nothing compares to them. Nothing ever will compare to them. Nothing. 
Well, all of my, my Cavapoo is right there, and Lottie, my daughter's Cavapoo is right there. But I also recognize that at 54, they all have their lives. I raised them to go live, to go to the world, out in the world, and not come home. Once you were done college, go explore, get your jobs, get your apartments, do your thing. And when they actually did it, it hurt because, like, shit, I was thought actually they might come home, but they didn't. And they are living great lives, and they are busy, and that is wonderful. Yes! Yes! And they love me, and they call me, and they, we do things, and I see them all the time, and they are my priority, and it's amazing. But guess what? You have to understand that you have to love you and take time for you because you at the end of the day is all you have. And that's not a bad thing because you have God within you. You just, you can't imagine. I love being alone. People are shocked by that. I love it. Love it. You know, you got to set those boundaries. You got to stop. That's self-care. Boundaries are self-care. Stop allowing those boundaries to be crossed. You know, you need a good support system of trustworthy people. Stop isolating yourself because you're embarrassed of what you've allowed. It's okay. The people that love you will support you. Hold on to your core values. What are your core values? Find out. You know, and not having a set of values is, is not self-care. Okay? It's very, these things are very eye-opening for codependence because... We realize when we see things and hear things like this, we're not taking care of ourselves. You know, you can create healthier patterns for yourself and that's part of the healing, right? See, and another thing is you got to acknowledge your triggers. What are your triggers? See, um, you're going to have further, you know, insight into what triggers you based on if you start looking at when you get emotionally upset, when you feel angry, when you feel sad, when you feel anxious, when you're worried... Ask yourself, what, what just triggered this? What is this? You know, um, and these triggers are, of course, often from what? Childhood. When you were in a similar f situation from, um, you know, scenario. It's from that time in your life. And you will react in that ne negative way. You will react. And every time you have a reaction and your partner has a reaction, the fear dance is going on, right? You, I hurt, I want. I fear not getting what I want, and I react. You hurt, you want something, you fear not getting what you want, you react. And it goes round and around and around. And in a codependent relationship, oh my gosh, it can get really ugly because the reactions can get really ugly. This is a big thing I do in my work. A big thing, teaching people what is the fear dance and naming what are the reactions, what are these core fears. We need to figure out because then what triggers the core fear? The trigger, trigger whatever you triggers you, it's triggering the fear in you. And you want something. And then you react because you're not getting it. Right? So there's a difference between support and codependency. It's kind of like caretaking and enabling. You, you know what? You can recognize that helping your partner isn't bad. But they cannot expect you to sacrifice your own needs. And your health in order to do so. Right? See, supporting is a healthy, normal part of a relationship. But it should not be all-consuming or one-sided. See, right? You've got to be understand you're responsible for your feelings. Codependents are so aware of the emotions of other people. It's so it's difficult to stay strong when your partner is upset at your boundary. I literally can read everybody's emotions. I'm I'm so hyper 
aware. I'm hyper vigilant. I know I watch people's facial expressions, their hand expressions. I watch their body language. I hit, listen to the tone of their voice. Why? Because when we are in childhoods where our parents are, you know what? Raging one minute, withdrawing the other, whatever it is. I learned to know what if my environment was safe or not by the tones of people's voices, by their body language, by their facial expressions, by all of those things. And I am very in tune to other people's emotions. So I had to learn how to be attuned to my own, not to somebody else's, right? Yes. Okay, good. <laughs> so, you know, so what are, what are some of these physical boundaries look like, by the way? You know what? Look at it like this. I'm really tired. I'm going to go home now. Instead of staying at the party until 3 a.m. because the partner, the taker, or the narcissist, or whoever they are, you know, anybody wants to stay at the party for 3 a.m., you know, I'm, gonna, I'm tired. I'm going to go home now. That's a boundary. Um, you know what? I'm not really t comfortable with you touching me that way. Even if it's your partner. I don't like that. Yeah, no. I don't want to do that. It's okay. Please stay out of my room. That's a boundary. That's okay. Right? See, um, some emotional boundaries. They look like, kind of like this. You know, when you criticize my feelings, I shut down. Please respond respectfully. And if you can't respond respectfully, we can continue this conversation at a later date. Oh, I love that one. I love when I say that. Well, I don't have to say it anymore because that's... I've vended that stuff. Um, I, you know what? I need someone to talk to right now. Are you able to listen? Ask. Are you able to listen? And if they're not, no worries. You're going to go find somebody else or you're not. You're going to wait, right? Um, I understand how you're feeling, but I'm not in a place to talk about this right now. Can we try another time? Right? And what, what if they say, no, we can't. I need to talk about it. Well, I'm not ready. So we'll have to try another time. You know, um, what about when people, you know, we, we, we give to others and um, our own priorities and our self-care will be at risk if we do what or what somebody wants us to do. Right. So it could be, um, yes, I can come to the event, but I can only come for like two hours. OK. Yep. I love to spend time with you, but I really need time for myself tonight. I don't want to commit to this right now. My plate is full. I am the queen of saying um, no. <laughs> And I will go and if I can, right? Sexual boundaries. I don't like it. Let's stop. Can we just relax tonight? I don't want to have sex. I really enjoy, is this something you would like to try? Right? Um, what about like, let's see. What about um, when, when it comes to something you don't want to, the, the, a, 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 a mental boundary, right? So, um, it's like, so you can say something like, you know what? It hurts me when you put my, down my ideas, right? Cause you, you normally somebody that's narcissistic or taker or whatever really does, um, what put down, put down your ideas, put down the things that you want, put down anything that might not, um, have anything to do with them, right? Why is that? Why is that? Um, well, if you think about it, everything that you're creating, everything that you want is something that's outside of them, right? That's, that is, and that's the truth. And they don't want you to be looking at anything outside of them, 
No, 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 no. You have to only be looking at things within them, right? So if you think about it, you know, when you're satisfied, okay, when you're satisfied and you're around people that are not satisfied, guess what? It bothers them. <laughs> it really bothers them. When you're living something that others want, um, it really has this, this potential of exaggerating their distance from what they want, right? Yeah. So when you're satisfied, when you're happy, they're going to really, you know what, say mean things or maybe, again, like basically put you down. You can say things, I think we should avoid this topic for now. Let's talk about it another time. I respect that we have different opinions, you know? So what you got to understand is that this life in, in, in healing from codependency, healing from a narcissistic relationship is about healing yourself and it's about doing things that are, are um, caretaking you, that are going to start seeing you as an important um, part of your life, right? And that's what's so crazy. We don't see ourselves as important parts of our lives and we are the most important person in life. And I need you to understand that. So um, click the link in the show notes. Why? Because I want you to, um, you know what, start understanding that your relationship is telling you something, right? And don't ignore it because your subconscious mind is speaking to you. And my newsletter is all about what your relationship is teaching you and what your subconscious mind is saying to you. And if you ignore it, if you keep ignoring it, you never will get unstuck. Codependency will not heal. I love you. Thank you for tuning in. Um, and I want you to have just like the best day, the best night, the best morning, the best afternoon, wherever you are. Check out my Affirmation and Gratitude podcast. Affirmations are huge. I love affirmations. Click the link in my show notes. Get, get you know what? Get a uh, get on my newsletter. Let's find out what your relationship is telling you. Mwah! Until next time. Bye bye.